shall we? We shall. Let's begin. Welcome everybody to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host who is mimicking me, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Stop talking shit. I literally said zero things. Stop acting shit. That wasn't nice. I didn't know how you know, to say we that. We typically start these episodes by me telling you you're not being nice to me. <laughs> that's not typically <laughs> how we start these. I say uh-huh. that's not nice, and you say. Well, that means that you're being rude. No, I'm not. I'm just sitting here, and you don't dislike the way that I sit. I'm trying. No, I'm trying to do my intro, and you're making fun of me. Okay, start the episode. Before we get I already fight. started the episode. Hello, people. <laughs> Hello, world. See? This is what happens. All right. Anyway. On this week's episode. <laughs> 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 Don't start cutting your eyes at me. Well, I obviously can't look at you or you'd be mean to me. <laughs> so I had to look away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Fresh start. Not doing the intro again. <laughs> All right, so this week, or this episode, what are we talking about? A year in review. A year in review. So what's happened in the past year, uh, not necessarily just a podcast, but like with us and whatever has happened on the podcast as well. So as a whole, a year in review, which has been like, I'm scrolling through the episodes, trying to like uh, rack my brain and just trying to see like what's happened. And I can't believe that all that has taken place in the past year. A lot has happened in the past year. Yeah. So going back to the very first episode was with uh, Shane and Ioka. Yeah. Um, who were here for New Year's during the blizzard last year. Um, for his 30th birthday. For his 30th. First time on a plane. First time in Texas. It definitely feels much further than a year from when they were here. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like it feels like they were just here, but it also feels like it was a long time ago that they were here. Yeah, I see it like <clears throat> that's how I see it. Like it was, it wasn't that long ago that they were here. Like the other day when we mentioned it, I was like, "Holy shit, it's already been a year that they've been here," mm-hmm. which is crazy. So we started off the year with them uh, in that crazy snowstorm. Well, that was the like the first snowstorm that happened in in Texas in San Angelo. Yeah, it was no joke a blizzard. And then um, we also celebrated my 16-year Air Force anniversary. Um, but like a few weeks after that, in February, like that's when the blizzard hit. And it shut pretty much well, shut yeah, down Texas. I guess that's true because the big snow that came in New Year's, it like came and went. It wasn't the like actual blizzard. Yeah, it was just but it was a lot of snow. I just like that whole trip. The thing that I remember the most is it taking like ten hours to drive from Dallas here because the roads are literally wide out and we were, I think, tops going like twenty miles an hour. Yeah, because it's a it's a four and a half hour drive. Yeah. Um, typically, right, four and a mm-hmm. half hours. There and back would have been, what, eight hours? Yeah. Nine hours? 
but mm-hmm. it took a lot longer. Because what time did you take off at? You took off super early. I, yeah, so what had happened was their flight from Dallas into San Angelo got canceled because of the weather. So I was like, whatever, I'll just drive to Dallas and pick them up and come home. And when I left here, there was no snow, like nothing. It was cold outside, but like literally no snow. When I got to Dallas and I picked them up, it was snowing, but like the roads weren't covered, anything like that. And about 30 minutes into the drive, um, there was just no, there was no way to drive like safely at the speed limit. So we were going super slow. Um, we, we actually stopped at the store and bought like water and blankets and food because we didn't know there were so many cars that had like ran off the road and the police were just like tying a little ribbon on their car. Like, Hey, we've checked on these people. Um, but there was no way to get them out. So you're yeah. just stuck. Yeah. Cause Texas not prepared for that kind of storm or that kind of weather with the snow and, and all the ice like we're not we don't have ice trucks going around or salt trucks going around or like snow plows clearing the way but a few days later like maybe 24 to 48 hours later it was cleared up um enough to where like because they were only here for what like three days yeah and they flew out fine um in a, the next few days but when the the actual blizzard hit where we lost power and we lost water. We were like literally living off sandwiches and the fireplace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it wasn't bad. It was when we lost water that it really sucked because we lost electricity first, and but we had the we had the the fireplace so we were warm, and then at night we just had flashlights, candles, whatever. No big yeah. deal. We just all slept in the living room by the fire. Yeah. But then when we lost water, it was like, oh, fuck. Like, how do you flush the toilets? How do you take a shower? How, Like, all the shit that we take for granted. And we had enough water to hold us over for maybe, like, a two, day and a half, two yeah. days. And then we had to start getting snow and melting that. Yeah, because we, plug, like, plugged, I guess would be the correct word, plugged up both of our bathtubs, filled them each with water, like, as full as they would go, and we were using that to flush the toilets, but there's there's a lot of us, so. Yeah, and on the final days when finally, well, at least in our part of the city, the, the city came around and was handing out water, one of the big water trucks, just so people can flush their toilets for the mm-hmm. most part. But they told, it, like, it wasn't potable water. You couldn't use it to, like, brush your teeth or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just to flush the toilets. That's all it was for. I mean, luckily we had, like... I I don't say we were some of those people who were buying, like, 50 pallets of water, but we had enough water to be able to, like, drink, uh, brush our teeth, things like that. But it was it was not a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucked. Um, yeah, that lasted five days total, I think mm-hmm. it was, Something like that. that we were without water and electricity. And the electricity started coming back in spurts. Uh, like the last rolling blackouts. Yeah, like the it. last two days. I think it was like back in spurts, but it was the water that we were still out of, which which sucked. But we got through it. Lessons learned. Collect more firewood. Be ready with water. Yeah. Um. So, so that happened. Uh, that was in February, and then 
uh, March time frame came around, and that's right when we were getting ready to start 75 hard. Yeah, we started it right at the beginning of April. Yeah, so it was actually the beginning of March because so we posted that episode on 28 March. The very next day we started 75 hard. Yeah, so the beginning of April. Yeah, so. Um, I feel like we went on a trip in March, did we not? Uh, spring break maybe. I don't think so. I don't think we went anywhere. No, we didn't. Nah. We stayed here for it. Oh. Yeah, we hung around and then we had a few guests. McNeese with his killing uh, the grizzly bear story, which yeah, that's is still fucking so stressful, insane. Um, we had Aaron on there a few times, and then episode number fifty-two, so our one-year mark in podcasting, and we changed the name of the podcast to what it is now, the Ville House Podcast. Dang, I feel like we've had that name for much longer than just it, since. It, it does feel like a, a year. March. We used to be known as Tell Me Something Podcast, which was a good name, was just. It's uh, it's very vague, but I mean, and common. It yeah, it's very vague and common, and it spoke to what the podcast was about for the most part. But like when you go to look for it, just a bunch of other shit popped up, uh, and it wasn't specific to like us. Just like how our name is now, Vilhas Podcast. So it's specific to us. It doesn't necessarily speak to what the podcast is, but I mean, it's about us, and then all the people that bring on. And everyday people. Yeah, I like it. Um, And then we ran our first Spartan race of the year in May. And then, oh, that was with uh, Justin and Aaron. We ran yeah. it in, wh- where was that place? Uh, uh, somewhere in East Texas. Yeah, I don't remember where. Was I don't remember the location. Kingsland? Kingsland? Kingsland's where we stayed at, but it's not where the race was at. I don't remember. It was close to there. Yeah. It was it was like less than an hour. It was probably like 30 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. And during that, we were doing 75 hard. Um, we were. Okay. Then we did uh, Murph uh, the following week or like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. For and Veterans still, Day. Yeah, still doing uh, 75 hard. Oh, for Memorial Day, not Veterans Day. Yeah, Memorial Day. And then uh, – then we had Garver on the show, and he was talking about uh, the military working dogs. <laughs> we had Rice. We had Eatson. Thomas. We had Thomas on there. And then uh, in July, we posted an episode, and we had our 10-year anniversary, 10 years of marriage. 10 years. So that's what we've done so far. So that takes us all the way up to summer. And then starting in July, we went. <clears throat> on the cruise we did the podcast with justin aaron at the hotel right before getting on the cruise and then we podcasted every day on the seven day well yeah just yeah. about every day um so six podcasts total with a bunch of randos on the ship yes yeah, so, so my favorite one was the old couple um yeah. so we had ken boyd the comedian who's getting a little bit bigger Jimmy Della De Valley, uh, another comedian, he was on there. And then probably, uh, which one was it? Day five of podcasting is when we had that old couple. Yeah, retirees. Yeah, last days. That was, I still follow their um, wedding business on Facebook, which yeah. is really pretty. Um, but, yeah, they were. that was a wild ride. I wasn't ready. They were fucking hilarious. So if you haven't listened to it, uh, number 67. 
uh, episode number 67. It is fucking hilarious because they're like this sweet old couple and you think they're going to tell us about like all life's lessons and how they've had a long marriage <laughs> and they, they just come out with some <laughs> shit out of nowhere yeah. that you're just like, what the fuck? You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was a good one. Uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, because we had like the newlyweds, the people who got married like right before they got on the ship. Yeah. And then we had the old couple who'd been married for like ever. Yeah, it was, whew, that was a, a wild one. Yeah, the old dude. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, what was her name? Nancy, I, I think was her name. And she's, when we asked like, what's the secret to long marriage? She, she listed off all these things, got religious with it. And she was like, oh, and I, I, we did a lot of drugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. We went from Jesus to mushrooms real quick. Yeah. Uh, that was funny um, and then after that was during the cruise and then we came back from the cruise and we started phase one to 75 hard uh, yeah man 75 hard was I I don't know I didn't think 75 hard in itself mentally was as difficult as I thought it was going to be um, phase one was a struggle no, uh, phase one was, it was tough, but it still, fe- if it, if I remember correctly, it still felt really good. It was tough, but phase two is the one that really kicked my ass where I was yeah, just like, I was just over it. fuck this. I, I am done. Yeah. Um, but now that we've been done with phase two for a while, it's like, like, how do we just get back to it? And I don't know if you listen to any of, I can't think of his name. I'm blanking. Andy Frisilla. Andy Frisilla's podcast. He'll tell you like the purpose of it is because like the breaks is because some people don't have discipline unless they're like relying on something to give them that discipline. And I'm one of those people. Like if I know if I don't do something, I'm going to fail at something at the end. I will do it every day without fail. Um, if there's nothing holding me accountable and it's just like, I'm just doing this for myself, then I just don't give it as much effort as if I'm being held to a standard. And so when he talks about that, I think all the time, like, that's me. Like, yeah, I wish I could just do it because it's what I wanted or something that I enjoyed. But I do. I am one of those people who's like, without the rigor of the standard, I just, I have no desire. I lose my. I mean, like now we we wrapped up phase two of seventy five hard. When did we finish it? I don't. I don't remember. Um, But like, it hasn't been the same. Uh, I think it's safe to say we fell off pretty hard. Yeah. Um, after finishing phase two, and yeah, we just haven't been as consistent. But Um, this is definitely the first time ever in my life where. I lost a significant amount of weight, and even though I fell off of my plan, I didn't gain it all back, like, right away, and I think it's the way we lost it, like, eating healthy and working out, like, we lost it the right way, not, like, these bad diets where you, like, just burn a lot of water weight, and then you just put it back on, but, um, I mean, we have pretty much eaten like crap, not really worked out much, and I think I've only put back on, like, maybe four of the... 40 pounds that I lost. Yeah. But I still, like, I feel it. I just feel, like, flabby. I'm not, like, 
yeah. firm. <laughs> I, I know I've lost uh, some muscle mass, and yeah, I I just feel crappy compared to what how I was feeling with on, on seventy five hard. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm trying trying to get back to it without actually hitting seventy five hard. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. That's we'll talk about that in next week's episode. We worked out yesterday, and I am so sore today. <laughs> Uh, then we celebrated uh, in August your 14-year uh, career, mm-hmm. your 14-year anniversary in the this Air Force. This year will be 15. 15. Three-fourths of the way done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, almost there. And then uh, we had a podcast with Tillman. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And Scruggs came back on the on the show, and she was with her fake with her fake hard. 75 hard. And she failed, so she owes us a steak dinner and books. Which she has not <laughs> followed through on. Sabrina. Calling her out, but she's still kicking ass. Like she's yeah. she's getting into a or she signed up for a, a bodybuilding a bodybuilding competition, and she she'll be in it in like three she's months. She's never not been fit though. Yeah, she got super super sick, um, and to the point where like she couldn't get out of bed, and she's like, "I was just too sick," and I'm like, "It doesn't matter." Day one, and she's like, "I'm not counting." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Um, and then let's see. When a few weeks, we took a trip out to Tennessee in the fall to go visit everybody out there. And we had a few podcasts there with your dad, with with Shane time. and Naoka. And it's just like <laughs> that one with Shane and Naoka was hilarious. It's, it was just like Tennessee overload. <laughs> Nobody or, was or ready. Smithville overload. I don't know. It was it was crazy, but it was, it, a it good was time. funny. <laughs> Um, and then let's see, where did we go after that? We wrapped up, oh, we wrapped up phase two in November. Yeah. So it was right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So seven November is when we wrapped up, uh, phase two of 75 hard. And since then it's like, we've been trying to get back on track. So it's not as long as I thought. I yeah, thought it's only been like five weeks. Yeah. I thought it was a lot longer than oh, I that. I guess more like eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I Roughly it, two months. Yeah. So not bad. And then we had Thanksgiving. We've just been doing our podcast. Um, our last one talking about uh, virtual reality and Ready Player One. Yes. And that brings us to today's podcast. So end of the year. Uh, that's That was like our podcast year in re- review, our year in review, like in a nutshell. And we've done, we did a lot of shit. I, I got promoted. We didn't. Yes. I didn't throw that in there. That um, was on one of um, the podcasts. I don't think like that's all we talked about on the podcast, but it was one of them. Yeah, you uh, you've like completed over fifty percent of your PhD. Mm-hmm. You can like what? I have two classes left, and then my dissertation. So two classes and dissertation, and then you'll be a doctor. Uh, yeah, we not to not including like all the birthdays that we celebrated. Uh, yeah, it's like we have done a lot this year, um, and it's just it doesn't feel like it until you sit down and you look at like everything because yeah. it's it's in short spurts, right? Like it's always you do these things like little by little, and then okay, the girls started gymnastics team, which has taken up way more of our time than I anticipated when we told them they could sign up for team. 
Um, and next month they start competition, which is going to be even more draining, but they love it and they're extremely good at it. So I'm down to, to foster their, their wants and their needs. Um, but it's, it's definitely a, we have done a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, so I did, I, I posted it on, on Facebook and Instagram, but that Spotify wrapped, uh, so it kind of wraps up your year for, for your podcast and like statistic wise and numbers. So we put out, not including this one and the last episode in this one. So probably total, we did 48 episodes for the year. Uh, we've been listened to in 11 countries and then we grew by 14%. Okay. I wonder if that's just on Spotify. That's a good question. I don't know. Because I imagine we've grown significantly more than that on Apple Podcasts, which is where I think we're primarily listened to it. Yeah, so Apple Podcasts is the primary place where we're listened to. So the Spotify wrapped, I wonder if it's just like our stats for Spotify. Oh, I don't know. It could be. Because I don't imagine Spotify includes Apple Podcasts so stats. I, I try to pull the stats from Apple Podcasts, but you have to uh, – uh, I can't remember exactly, but it's like you have to run your – podcast specifically through apple podcast like oh, have it you. signed up there rather than like through a third party yeah so yeah. i don't know uh but yeah that's it and then we're we're gonna talk some questions yeah so there's like a couple websites but i mean we like went for a while doing the the podcast wrap so i won't go too far but um i'll answer so or i'll ask some of these fun questions it's just like when you're reviewing your own personal year, like questions to ask yourself. And then, so the first one, I just think it's like a funny one and I really don't have an answer. So I'm going to like listen to what you say. But uh, so the first question is, if this year were a movie, what genre would it be? And did it have a happy or a sad ending? Oh, that's a good question. If it's uh, a, a genre, it would be like, uh, let's see. Uh, drama comedy, yes, type deal. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like um, I don't know, like a rom com, because it's always got like the little like intimate family moments, but also like our life is just a comedy in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say rom com because it's more like the girl or guy chasing. The girl or guy, however. You're chasing me. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say more like of a, just because of that, it's more of like a drama comedy. A dram-com. A dra- dram-com. <laughs> uh, with all the ups and downs in the year and the struggles and then the victories, yeah, the accomplishments. Right. Uh I think overall, though, like, it's been a really good year. Like, we've had, for sure, our downs and, like, the struggles throughout the year. But overall, like, it was a it was a good year. Oh, yeah. Overall, yeah, I think it was it was a good year. I mean, you go you go through some slumps and then just shit sucks. And that's, like, in, any, in everybody's life, right? It's just in the moment it sucks really bad, but rarely is it, like, a, like a long-term deal, right? Like, there yeah. was nothing like that. I don't know if that made any sense, but... Yeah, I think so. 
I mean, I feel the same. Like, it's just you're never going to have, like, a year of complete highs. Yeah, that that would just be weird and boring. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I mean, we just listed everything. Like, we did 75 hard up to phase two. Uh, we celebrated ten year anniversary. We went on a cruise. We did two Spartan races. We traveled uh, to visit family and friends. I think you need the lows though to appreciate the highs. Yep. But yeah. So all right, we'll go on to the next question. Um, if you had to sum up one thing, what did you spend the most time and energy on this year? Oof. Um. Let's see. I think that could be like broken up into I feel like it has to be something like you did, not some not a person. So not like your kids or family or something like that, but like something that you did, like an action that you spent time and effort on. I think so okay. So if I if you take like the second half, maybe even the last quarter of the year, it would be work for me because mm-hmm. moving into the new position and just trying to take all of it in and getting used to it, like that took up most of my brain power. Um, before that, I would say 75 hard and the podcast were like two of the biggest ones where it required like a lot of, a lot of attention and just thinking and like grinding um work was there but i was still in a like a regular position an instructor position where i already knew how to operate in that capacity so it didn't pull a lot of my brain power um and then our family stuff so yeah um i guess i'm kind of the same like i mean the same and different During the day, like just the day-to-day, a lot of my time and effort went into work, but I feel like that's just because I was in a position where I was doing like the job of multiple people. So I was just extremely overwhelmed at work. I was doing a lot. I was still teaching throughout the day, but also doing like a lot of back-end stuff. So I just... When I came home, it was hard for me to, like, turn that off because my brain was just a constant of what did I do? What was I supposed to do that I didn't have time to do? What's on my list for tomorrow? How am I going to, like, fit that in? Um, But I think the thing that drained me the most this year was was probably school. Um, My classes, the classes themselves are not draining uh, as far as the workload goes because the work isn't difficult to me like writing the papers aren't hard um answering the discussion posts aren't hard they're just time consuming um so it's like I already can't find enough hours in the day (laughs) and we were doing 75 hard which took up a significant amount of time so like work running the kids everywhere being mom and wife um like doing 75 hard and on top of that I probably had like two to three hours of homework on most nights um and so it's just school was really draining I'm I am looking forward to being done with these last few classes but also not looking forward to the workload that's going to commence once I 
like really dig my heels into my dissertation. Yeah. Because it's gonna it's gonna be a lot. You know, I'm starting another class at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you <sighs> You got this. Screw that. All right. If you had to rate your happiness on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it and why not a ten? Uh I'd probably say I would imagine this is like the average answer, but like seven. Yeah, that's a that's kinda where I was at. Like uh, a seven. I mean, if you're at a ten, life is perfect, isn't it? Like you have everything you want, you have everybody around you that you want. Um yeah. you don't have any issues going on, right? Or if you do, they're like insignificant and you don't worry about them. Uh, you're not worrying or stressing about anything. It just seems like you might have moments or days like that, but I don't think overall that's um that's sustainable. Re- not yes, yeah, so that's not sustainable. That's not real. Yeah. Right. I just feel like a lot of my ha- like a lot of my scale of happiness. I think um, like if I'm really just going deep on this answer I think I do a lot of it to myself where like I'll find myself like we'll just be chilling around the house and the kids will be playing and we'll be like drinking coffee and watching a movie or something like everything will just be extremely peaceful I feel relaxed um and my brain will be like you cannot be relaxed right now like did you do your homework have you done laundry is laundry folded and put it away what do you have at work this week and so I think a lot of mine is like self-induced diminishing my own happiness um but it's on my list of things to be better at next year Hmm. to like just be able to sit and I tried to do it some this year um I have a huge problem with just sitting and doing nothing like you thrive in that you love it like you can just be in the now like just sit and relax um I it stresses me out to the max to do that so it's something I tried to do this year like some days I would have a day off work when like you guys wouldn't you would be at work the kids would be at school and I'd be like I'm gonna do nothing today and I would be so stressed out doing nothing but I would like force myself to do it (laughs) um but it's it's definitely something I'm working on but I'm the same like I think Overall, it was a great year. I found myself being really happy, really relaxed. But um, there's always there's always going to be something that don't won't let you top out that scale, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think like it. If somebody says they're a ten all the time, they're fucking lying. Yeah. And they're they're hiding shit. Uh, so it makes me not trust them. Just because people are happy doesn't mean you can't trust them, silly. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't trust them. All right. Um, in terms of being proud, what is the biggest achievement this year that you are most proud of? Getting promoted. Yeah. Yeah, that one's easy because that's like, I don't know, promotion. It hasn't come easy. And this one, uh, it was a surprise too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh I think everybody was or I didn't think I was going to get promoted this year. I knew that eventually I would make it to that. 
but I didn't think it was going to be on the first try. And this one was um, just because of my history. So it was a good surprise. And now... Now you're living big life. Yeah, the responsibility is... It's a lot, but it's good. Like, I've yeah. ne I've needed this challenge. I don't think I've been challenged like this in a while. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, like, in terms of a self-accomplishment, that would be my number one. Yeah. My most proud. Um, I guess mine will be, like, one that I... I don't know, but mine would be like completing 75 hard just because one, I really didn't think I would like follow through with it for 75 days. Um, and two, it was extremely challenging for me and not because it's like the tasks were difficult or anything like that. But as I've said many times on the podcast, and I will continue to say like, I thoroughly do not enjoy working out <laughs> like like, it's such a stressful endeavor for me to be like, for the next 45 minutes, I will do nothing except work out. Um, that's just, oh, man, it's not something I thrive in. <laughs> so taking out 90 minutes of every day to be like, for these 90 minutes, I will do nothing except work out. It was the early wake-ups, the late nights, the meal prepping, working, going to school, doing 75 hard, doing all the reading books that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was an extreme challenge for me, but one that I'm proud to be like, I, I went through 75 days and did it every day. So. That, that was a big one. That would, that would be my number two for sure. Yeah. I just, I mean, I didn't have any, maybe next year, my biggest one will be getting promoted. Let's hope. Fingers crossed guys. Yeah. Just cause it happened this year. That's like a one that's not something you can complete every year. Yeah. It's kind but of, maybe I'll complete it next year. Well, yeah. Next year. For me, not for you. You yeah. can't promote next year. But you'll pin on. All right. What memory of the year makes you smile just thinking about it? Oh. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, most, probably mostly around the kids. Yeah. Uh, or like family stuff. Those are the ones that I like thinking back on them. Those are the ones that make me smile all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are plenty of them. Yeah, I think the one that like gets me the most and I think it just catches me off guard every time because like obviously I know I'm a mother and I know I have children like that. <laughs> That's not something that you can forget. But sometimes it just catches me off guard like just the pure innocence of the kids or like um, – because in the day-to-day, -day, you know, your kids frustrate you. They, like, won't listen. It's just sometimes it's just a struggle to be a parent. But um, mine is, like, when we got back from the cruise, like, we were gone for seven days, probably, like, eight days because we went down the day before. Um, and when we got back from the cruise, the kids were just, like, so happy for us to be back. Like, they ran up. They were, like, just sitting with us for the entire day. They didn't want to leave our side. And, like, that, just that little moment is, I don't know. We talked to the kids every day while we were gone, but it was still a, just, like, that little memory of how excited they were always gets me a little yeah. cheesy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's stuff like that on the day, like, the kids, whenever we get home and then they come, like, run into you. That still happens, so that's always great. Mm -hmm. There'll be a day where they won't want to do that anymore, which will suck, but. Uh, for now, they st they still do it. 
I know I always tell the kids like when I tell them like give me a kiss I always say like give me love and they'll give me a kiss and now Dallas is to the point where she's like you didn't give me any love all day (laughs) and I'm like you didn't give me love but yeah it's the same where it's like um like it too soon they won't want to do that anymore they'll be like embarrassed like even now Braylon she's about to be 12 and when I'm like I go to give her a kiss she just like hits me with her forehead yeah, like what or they, are you doing? they turn their back yeah like, like not, not like hug. turn their back and walk away but like instead of going in for a hug they they'll like, just like lean in weird yeah <laughs> yeah like elena's starting to do that and it's kind of sad but yeah. or like yes was it yesterday day before yesterday i don't know we were in here we were watching a movie and then the kids were playing on the couch and they were playing uh they were playing uno or face 10 and they're like getting super loud because they're just like getting into the game and they're getting competitive and we're like trying to watch the movie it's like guys just go to the room and play that card game and they're like no we don't want to we're trying to watch the movie and you guys are are being way too loud and you're not letting us listen to it they're like well we we just want to be in here with you we want to play the game you don't want us (laughs) i was like oh (laughs) i was like okay you guys play just don't be that loud (laughs) Uh, that was like it was sad but it like it makes you smile like oh you guys just want to be around us yeah yeah because there'll be a day that they're just uh like Braylon's pretty much there but she just want to like shut herself in the room yeah the kids eventually they're going to be that way they're they're not going to want to come out of the room they're just going to be want to be doing their own thing i know even now like elena and dallas share a room and we've been talking because we are roughly like 18 months from moving again which is going to pass fast like it feels like it's going to take forever but 18 months is going to pass fast and we've been talking about like some places that we may want to move and the only thing Elena cares about is she's like you need to buy a house where I can have my own room and I'm like you won't even sleep in your own bed like you get in Dallas's bed every day but you want your own room and she's like, well, I could still sleep with her, but I want my own yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, I think she just likes the idea of having her own room and, like, the independence of it. But yeah. still wants to hang out with her sisters or be close to them. And Elena is, like, one of the only children I've met in my whole life who is, like, so in tune with, like, the things she wants and her emotions. Yeah. Like, she knows, she's very aware of her surroundings at, like, all times. Like, so when she's uncomfortable, she lets you know, like, I don't like it. That person's making me uncomfortable. Like, um, but she's also growing into independence, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. What priorities did you set and honor this year? And what priorities fell off? So Uh, pretty much, like, what did you set for yourself that you were going to do this year that you followed through on? And what did you set that fell off? uh, I don't think I started the the year with any – I'm trying to think back. I don't think I started the year out with, like, any set goals. Like, hey, this is what I'm I'm going to accomplish this year. Uh, I know I was hoping to get promoted. Um but I had already done what I could to make that happen. Yeah. Like there was nothing else I could have done. Um, shit. I don't know. Um, I know like during the year, like when we set out for 75 hard, we knocked it out. Yeah. We were talking about Spartan races. We knocked it out. 
Um. Yeah, I'm kind of... For me, um, I wanted to complete all of my academic classes this school year. Um, And I have two left, which I am taking at the beginning of 22. So I did not complete that goal. But I did complete 10 doctoral level classes this year, um, which is, it's a lot. But I also took an academic break in um, April when we did 75 hard. I took an academic break. And then um, I took two semesters off. So I dropped three classes there. And I picked them up on the back end. Um, but there's still two that I need to, to take. And I need to focus on doing some annotated bibliography stuff. Um, but I, I would say one that I followed through on was um, just being more present at home. Um, but that was a big thing that I kind of set for myself that I had noticed. Like when at home, I was a lot of the times preoccupied by other things. Like I would be here physically, but I would just preoccupy myself by doing other things. And so one of the things I wanted to do was like, um, just be more present here. And I think, uh, I think I was able to do that this year. I think we both like, so one thing that I regret by doing that. So one of the things I wanted to do was be more present this year. A thing that I regret about that is, this is the first year where I just don't have a lot of photos of things. I mean, I have a significant amount of photos, but when I think about things like, well, what about when this happened? And I'll go look in my phone. I have like no photos from it. And although I was present in the moment there, I was enjoying it with the family, with you guys. Like there's no pictures of it because I tried to stay off my phone a lot. Yeah. And uh, so with, like with that that's good and bad right you can't go back and look at the pictures but the memory of it yeah. is solidified or should be solidified yeah. in your head i was reading something the other day and it says like if you really want a memory to be ingrained in your head like just be in it just like you're talking about be present in the moment um instead of trying to capture a photo or a video or whatever because you're not really capturing everything yeah. And you're not really getting attached to that moment. You're looking at it through a lens yeah. or through like a filter or whatever, which is your phone, basically. So, yeah, I, like I noticed that a lot where I would be like, not necessarily, I noticed it through me doing it, but I would be, we would be at like a, the kid's school function. Like there was a, Braylon was in a, a choir performance or whatever. And when you look around the auditorium, like every single person is holding their phone up. Yeah. And it's like. Yes, you're capturing a video of it, but when your kid looks at you, all they see is like you behind the phone. Yeah. So I tried to I tried to not do that as much. And like I said, I still have many photos of what happened, but um I wish I would have captured more, but also I'm extremely grateful that I gotta be present in more things. And to be honest, like how many times do you go back and look at that like video? It's uh, it's like the one that makes me laugh about fireworks. Yeah. It's like, all right, who's going to post their Literally video? Literally nobody about wants to watch your video. Fireworks, fireworks this year. Yeah. yeah, like just enjoy the fireworks, right? You're not going to go back and watch uh, the fireworks show on your phone. Uh, yeah. All right. And this, I'll ask the last question because it's a fun one. Um, it's not too deep. Are you ready? I'm ready. What was your favorite purchase of the year? Ooh. 
Um, let's see. I can only remember like the past couple of weeks. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, the big ones. So the Oculus. That's not yours. That's Dallas's. Yeah, but well, I'm the one your favorite using it the most. Uh, the Xbox um, is always a good one just because I love video games. Uh, let's see. I think those. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. You know. Yeah, like when I I start going through and I'm like, man, I just. I don't. There's nothing that like significantly stands out to me. Like, this purchase was life changing, you know. Um, but one thing that just uh that I think about was being able to or not being able to but having to buy smaller size clothes hmm. like that purchase for me when I got to go to the store and I got to buy clothes that were smaller sizes because I had lost a lot of weight from 75 hard my body was just different uh it was such an accomplishment for me because I feel like I'm speaking to every girl out there when you have like the skinny girl clothes in your closet that are literally never going to fit you again. Like I want all you guys to know they are never going to fit you again. Just get rid of them. Um, because even if you go through a significantly like healthy streak and you lose weight, your body is going to be different than it was when you were 21 years old before you had kids, before you got shape to your person. <laughs> um, but I mean, even now, like when I go to the closet, I'll see clothes and I'm like, why do I like, I've had this shirt since, 2010 like why do I still have it yeah um and it's just like a I think we talked about it on the podcast before but like you attach these sentimental values to things that mean nothing um and so I think that was a big one for me um but yeah I just there's nothing that like when I think oh man like what was something that just really blew me away maybe tiny dog we got her little scrub ass yeah I mean we didn't buy her though well, we got her at the pound. Yeah. She was somewhat a purchase. She's well, cost money. Yeah, you got to pay for, like, the <laughs> shots and stuff and the adoption fee. But ultimately, it's, yeah, we we adopted her. We didn't buy her. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was, there, when you say, like, a singular purchase, it's hard to, like, pinpoint it. Because we, throughout the year, just get so many things that you just don't really think about. But, yeah, one of mine was... Um, was being able to go say like, Hey, I'm not a big Brenda anymore. <laughs> or is that what do they call her? Big Bertha. A have you seen the, the TikTok where it's like, I'm little Debbie. I'm big Brenda. Yeah. Cause it's like the little Christmas tree and then the extra large Christmas tree. Came oh, damn. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That was mine. Yeah. I don't know. Mine are like, video the dip rack uh yeah but it wasn't a huge purchase it was mm. that it, had to be huge it was a it was a great purchase like i love it because it's like a a legit mm. uh gym like commercial gym dip rack so and it's mm. one something that i've been wanting for a long time so but it's 40 bucks but it's more like purchases like that that i enjoy more than like spending big money yeah. Um, but i mean the only items that i really do sp spend big money i think i've mentioned this before is like Video games and the gym yeah. are pretty much the only things where it's like I don't mind spending money on those things because I know I'll use them for pretty much forever. So, 
like now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like going through the house. Like, what did I buy this year? Um, the water softener and RO. Uh, that was a significant purchase that yes, I like. That I was love so a game much. changer. Yes. Um, it was a huge game changer. I really, uh, that's a purchase I would go back and make again. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth it. Like, yeah. yeah, it is definitely worth it to have bought that, that, uh, yeah, that changed it up big time. Um, I was going back and thinking about it. Uh, what was the question? It was, um, prom- goals that you set or did you held to, Yeah. what was the question? I don't know. I don't remember. That you honored. Priorities. Yeah, priorities that you honored. So one of them was reading, and this is one that I have every f- single year, and I have yet to meet the mark on it, but read 100 books in a year. And I can't, this year. Uh, you didn't read as much this year as you typically do. I actually read more than I have in the past. Oh, well, did you count your audiobooks? Yeah. Yeah. So no I got audio. through, I got through, it's 60-something books total. And that's like the most I've gotten through in any year. Um, but like the goal is to hit a hundred books in a year and that's, that's a lot both, of books a month. Yes, it is. But it's one of my goals and, and I've been doing it for like the past, I want to say like four, four or five years. I've tried to, and I'll start off strong. I always start off strong. I think by like March, I had already 20 something, maybe even 30 books, yeah. uh, so like that first quarter of the year, I was just crushing it with books and then whatever happened, I just fell off. I don't know. Maybe I just got into podcasts and uh, maybe I picked up a new video game or something where it just... I think 75 Hard started and we couldn't read like any books that we wanted. We were like tied to a certain kind of book. Yeah. But I mean, every, yeah, every once in a while I still listen to audio books. Just not as much, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, and and it's like that every year. Like the first quarter, I'm just like crushing books. And then it's like I get bored or or I get tired or whatever. And then I just fall off. And then I just go back to like my normal pace where it's like maybe two or three books a month or something. And then I just never, I never get there. But yeah, it is it is a lot of books a month. It's like eight books a month or so, or something like that that you have to read to to hit a hundred. I listen to a lot of audio books, but they're like rom com books. Yeah, they're not like of any substance. They're just purely for my enjoyment. So I'll like find this a book on like Audible. It's like included in your membership, and I go to like the rom com section and I'll pick a book. And then I'll go Google that book. And it's typically like a part of a series. So it'll be like a eight part series. And there'll be like a book for each character to like tell you their story. And if I count all of those books, I bet you I've listened to a hundred books this year. Yeah. For sure. Because I listen to them like on 2.5 speed. Every time I'm in the car, like when I'm doing chores around the house, I'll have my AirPods in and I get, I'll get through a whole book in like a day and a half. Yeah, I can't do that. I, for a while I was listening to like 2.3 speed and then I realized I was missing a bunch of stuff and I was like, I, I caught a lot, but I was missing a bunch of it. It's like, oh man, I can't do this. So now I just go at 2X. Yeah. Um, and I'm listening to, uh, it makes such a difference. Like the, the point one that you jump it up makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's a, it's a big difference. Um, like now I'm listening to Trejo, the Danny Trejo book, and uh, uh, my buddy Rizzo actually like gifted it to me. Um, and it, it's tough to. I'm glad that I listened to it on 2x speed because if you listen to regular speed, this guy 
he struggles to read like legit it it sounds like uh uh maybe like a elementary school level reading level like <laughs> like he reads a paragraph and you know back then how you would read in class and some people just struggled that's how he reads the book i wonder if when he was writing it like he told his story and someone else wrote it it could have been is the book authored by him yeah but i mean he has like co-authors and editors and whatnot yeah. so, so i wonder if he struggles like that if it's something where he told the story and someone else wrote it yeah probably uh, but yeah when he's reading it, it's just like oh my gosh like the first time he's ever seen it yeah so it's oh. yeah it's uh it's still cool though like i prefer that than if somebody else is reading the book and it's just yeah. like fluid it, it flows nice uh I'd, I'd rather prefer i'd prefer him reading his book yeah because it adds to like his story like you could tell um, he's reading some of like the memories that that he wrote about or whatever, and he's like giggling through them, because yeah. it's he's kind of laughing. It's like I can't believe that I did that crap without saying it. It's just like yeah. a little giggle. It's like he did that shit, and it, he's done some crazy ass shit. He was nuts. Wow. But, yeah. So yeah. I never really like cared who read the book in Audible, and the one book that was the game changer for me. Was Matthew McConaughey's book. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if anybody else would have read that book, I don't think you would have got the same, like, intent out of it, I guess. But it's the same. Like, he tells his stories and just his little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or he'll, like, add in... He'll ad-lib little things that you can tell aren't in the book, but yeah. he'll be like, side note, and he'll, like, tell you something extra. Um, and so since then, if I'm reading a book by a person, like a famous person, I try to listen to it by them. Um, but there's, I typically will not give up on a book. Like I'll power through it no matter how much I dislike the book. The one book that I didn't finish was Michelle Obama's book. I just found it so difficult to get through. And I probably got through like half of it and I was like, oh, fuck this book. <laughs> I moved on <laughs> to the next thing. Um, but yeah. Matthew McConaughey was the game changer for me. So now, from now on, if there is a version where the author reads the book, like that's what I'll go for. Yeah, the book that it did for me that I I realized is like oh, like the author needs to read it because if they don't, it's just not the same. Was uh, Trevor Noah's book uh, Born a Crime? Yeah, yeah. I never he, listened to it. He, oh, it's great. You because so he he reads his own book. And but he has he adds like his style to it, right? Like he tells the story the way he remembers them, and it makes sense coming from him. But there's like this one story where he writes this this letter to his mom about how he thinks he's a grown up, and it's just funny as shit. And the way he reads it, and the accent that he puts on it, and and the way he he reads his mom's part, it's just freaking hilarious. Like it wouldn't have been able to be done by anybody else other than than him. The way I like. kind of understand it in my brain I guess is like if you have ever been present for something to happen and you're trying to tell a story about somebody else and you telling it is just like oh you just had to like like that person has to tell you it or whatever (laughs) and then when they tell the story like when you tell it everybody's like yeah okay whatever like weirdo and then when they tell the story everyone's like laughing and interacting in it like in my brain that's how I relate it um it's like oh you just had to be there like that person has to tell you it or whatever that's I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> like David Goggins. Imagine somebody reading his book and just some 
fucking. Like, I would have been okay with somebody else reading his book. I was. No, because I can't picture anybody else like, work hard, stay hard, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. Who else is going to say that but, but David Goggins? I didn't <laughs> listen to his book in audiobook. I like physically read his book. It was part of my 75 hard reading. But man, there were just parts of that book where I was like, dude, you are fucking annoying. Like, like I get it. You're motivational. But at the same time, like some of the people around you have to be annoyed with you. Yeah, he's, like, he's over like, the top. But Have a fucking bad day. How about that? Can but, you wake up and have a bad day? <laughs> but that's him. He's like, well, that's what he talked about. It's like he has bad days, but he's like, fuck it. I'm pushing through anyway. Yeah. But I mean, like he is who he is like that that's what you get that's him yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking like i know the dude but like just all the interviews i've seen and what everybody talks about him i mean he wrote it in this book too he was uh, talking about like a lot of people on the seal teams hated him because he was like that yeah he's like and he would call people out like oh y'all pussies don't want to work out more like oh you don't want to train some more like come on let's get it and yeah. people didn't like him because of that shit i'm but still I mean, i'm a, i'm of the mindset with him of like He's just over the top with it to the point of where he was like, literally his body was shutting down on him because he was so ridiculous and he still wouldn't stop. Yeah. It's like your feet are an entire blister where the doctor is like, don't walk for two weeks. And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to go out and run a marathon. Like get it together. Hotshot. Like at some point you have to, you have to like tone it down. And I get that's just who he is. And like, that's his demeanor. But like, who is he trying to prove something to still? You know what I mean? Like, it's... Himself. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's for himself. He he said it, like, he, he mentions in his book, he's not doing it to impress anybody. He's not doing it for his family. He's, like, doing it for I him know. because he doesn't want to be a piece of shit ever again. Yeah. Uh, but I feel I mean, like he, he like, is doing it for himself, but in the same token, like, you don't shit on people for not doing the same thing as you if you're not doing it for somebody beside yourself. Well, I think what what he gets at and this is the way i take it it's like everybody's fucking complaining about this about that and his take is like well if you're complaining about it then fucking do something about it yeah. like stop sitting there and bitching and complaining like go act on getting better go you talk about not being fit then go fucking get fit it's as simple as that like oh oh you don't have enough money then go work a second job go like that's how intense he is and he's like so don't that's the way he sees it or he explains it. That's the way I take it anyway. It's like, just quit fucking complaining and do it. And I mean, that's pretty much what he does. Like, he's just like pure fucking grit and grinding. And like, he was talking about his, his, uh, his time in buds where his legs were like broken or he had the, sh the shin splints or whatever, yeah. where his bones were like cracked He's like, I duct taped the shit out of him and then went yeah, to work. Like, but like at that point, you can't say like you're doing it for yourself at that point anymore because you're literally breaking yourself apart for what? Like, what are you proving at that point? Because you can make it through, but at the end, like. Well, that's what got him through buds. That's how he became a seal. No, not that wasn't the time that he became, was it? Yeah. I don't he, know. He went through buds a bunch of times. But, yeah, like, I do. I appreciate his grit, but, like, and his demeanor and all that. But at the same time, one, I find him extremely annoying. And, two, I think it just sets a bad precedent to be, like, you should physically hurt yourself to accomplish your goals because that's what I did. Like, I get it. Like, it's buds. Like, your life is just going to suck in buds. Like, that's a part of becoming a SEAL. Um, but in the day-to-day -day where he's, like, just 
running a marathon and he's literally like peeing blood his insides are shutting down he's like well I'm not gonna stop it's like yes you're setting a precedent for yourself being like I can accomplish this but at the same time people are looking at you because you are a person of motivation and what you're showing is no matter what happened no matter what's happening to you no matter what your body's going through like eh, you should just suck it up and deal with it and I wholeheartedly disagree with that concept but I don't know if if you're chasing something and you want to go after it you should be like if you want it that bad you should be willing to go to those lengths but I agree like I wouldn't do that shit um I feel like in the beginning when he was just like, like when it truly was for himself, like when he's a big old fatty and it truly was for himself to like be the best version of himself. And then he got there and he became a spotlight of motivation. Like he has books, he has podcasts, he has videos, he has a YouTube channel. Like he goes and speaks to groups of people, then he motivates them and he gets all this stuff. I think at that point you have to shift to like, What's the best for you as a person? And what's the best for you as a person probably isn't like all the things that were best for him as a person. Yeah, but at the same, that's hard to do because you're you're basically, you're wanting the same outcome without the same work ethic. Uh, And he, like he's explained to me, like that's how he got there. Pure grit and grind. I understand that's how he got there. But at the same time, like, I don't know, we could like, like you're never going to agree with me and I'm never going to agree with you, but like there are ways to go about doing things and getting to your end goal. And I don't think doing the things that he did, like starving yourself or like pushing through broken bones and letting your inside shut down and like pretty much going through a divorce from your wife because you think, running marathons is more important than your family. Like, I don't think setting the precedent of those things. And as you said, like you have to go to those lengths to accomplish your goals. I don't think those things are equal. Like, I think you can accomplish your goals and still be healthy and like have grit and do these things in a manner, which is more conducive to, to like you as a person. I don't know. Like, I am, like, extremely appreciative of the things that he did. Like, I think his story is one that people should learn about. It's crazy, everything that he went through. But I also think the the premise that he puts out of you can't accomplish your goals unless you're willing to, like, kill yourself in the process. I think that's a bad, in my opinion, a bad slogan to get behind. I don't know. I just think <laughs> cuz I like it. I just I think it just depends on what you're going after. And that was yes, it's not for everybody and that's the way he approached. That's his mindset. That's the way he approached everything. Um and he basically did like say fuck everything else. I'm going to be great at this. And that's what he was doing. It didn't matter to him that he was breaking shit or relationships were being ruined and or nothing. He's like, this is who I'm going to be. And fine, good on him. But, I mean, there are tons of people that do that. And it's not always, like, marathons. You think about, like, all the successful business people that just let everything else go to shit because they focused on their business or just making money. Um, 
it's almost the same mindset like fuck everything else like this is what i'm gonna be really good at and this is what i'm gonna be really successful at um but if you bump those up like the people who literally let their lives go to shit to be successful at one thing versus the people who but to them learn to time manage and learn how to do things and are successful while thriving in other parts of their lives i would argue that the people who time manage and have a a network and have their family and set all these things up and do them both in unison far outweigh the ones that were like i'm giving up everything i own to become successful at this that's tough to just because well like in his capacity like how do you do that how do you be an outstanding seal that can run millions of miles and do thousands of push-ups be and be a great family man or be a great volunteer, whatever it up, be, have the greatest education, whatever else it, else you're doing. It's just, it's hard to balance. There's very, I, there's very few people in this world that can do each of those things at high levels at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I said, you're going to have your mindset. I'm going to have mine, but I think if you're willing to give up your family and your health and just, like internally the person that you are to accomplish one goal in my opinion your priorities are wrong and i mean to each their own like if if you're willing to lose your family you're willing to lose your health you're willing to give up your job you're willing to do all these things to be successful to start a business to run a marathon like that's on you but once you have accomplished that goal what do you have left like you've literally shit on everything else and now you've accomplished that goal and you're by yourself your health is shitty you have no family to go home to like you did it all to accomplish a goal which you could have accomplished it may have taken longer to accomplish it but you still could have accomplished it while also thriving in other parts of your life and I will never change my mindset on that because you can look like there are plenty of other seals that you can look at and the one that just comes to mind is like Chris Kyle like he was very active in his family, a great husband, an amazing seal, and like super fit. All these things he had going for him, like really active in the community, doing all these things, and there was a balance between all of it. Well, I don't know. I'll argue because, I mean, I know you're gonna argue because you think you should just give up everything to accomplish your goals, no, and I disagree with that. I'm not saying that, but. That's exactly what you said. No, but a lot of the SEALs, like how many of them are getting divorced and how many of them have like huge family issues because they're so dedicated to the teams? Yeah. I don't know. I think there's there's parts of that that you're leaving out, but I won't uh, – we won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. It's just – it's difficult. But, I mean, uh, yes, Chris Kyle was amazing, but he's he wasn't doing like – what David Goggins was doing as far as like running millions of miles. Which but he also what? wasn't losing his family and he also wasn't, his body wasn't shutting down on him. He wasn't spending amounts of times in the emergency room, just trying to have a normal, healthy body. He yeah. was just, I, that's why, that's what he was dedicating himself to. That's right. I feel like we're in this like circle of an argument of <laughs> how you think you should give up everything. I think you shouldn't. And we're never going to get to the end on this. So, we can move past this topic. <laughs> I mean, just look at it from this perspective. Uh, like if you had to, ch- your yeah, we're going to be in an argument. <laughs> yeah, I just like, 
I just feel like it's a bad message to send out to the everyday person. And that's my opinion of it. Like, um, that would be like me saying, I'm in school right now and I work full time. So because I'm in school and you're not, you are responsible for everything in the house and everything that the kids do and everything extra that we have in our lives because the only thing I'm going to do is go to work and go to school. And everything else falls on your shoulders. Make it happen. That would be a shitty thing for me to do because we're like, that's just not how life works. Am I still going to accomplish my goal of graduating? 100% I am. But does me shitting on you, ruining our marriage, ruining my relationship with the kids, never being there for anything, should I do that in order to graduate sooner? The answer to that question, in my opinion, is no. You can do all those things. The difference is levels. So. Yeah, but like, am I going to accomplish the goal? It depends what the goal is. Yeah, my goal is to graduate. So if I literally shit on our marriage every day and say, I'm going to do nothing in this family. I'm not going to be active in our marriage. I'm not going to be active as a parent. I'm not going to do anything. Like it's your job to cook, clean, do the kids, do their homework. Like I will literally do nothing except go to work and come home and sit on the computer and do school. Would you be okay with that? No. Because my goal not. is to go to school. But why not? Because that's the lens I have to go to. No. Because See? It, no, now your story is no, changing. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth because – Going to school and then graduating and being the number one PhD or or whatever in that field, there's a huge difference in how much time needs to be allocated in that. Okay. So you can graduate or you could be the number one, the best out of everybody. That's going to take a lot more time that you need to, to devote to that. And that's the way... He sees his whatever, his competition, his his running, his grinding, whatever it is, becoming a SEAL. He's like, I need to be the best. Therefore, all my time is going directly to whatever it is I'm doing to be the best. Right. And that's what I'm telling you. If that was my goal and that's what I wanted to do and I literally did nothing else except that, would that be willing would that be something you were willing to accept? Not not me, no. Why? That would be my goal. If I wanted to accomplish that and you're saying that people should be able to go to those lengths, then you should be able to accept that that was my goal. No, the thing is like those I'm So what you're saying is his no, goal is more stop important putting than mine. words in my mouth. I'm not what I'm, I'm just say, saying No, what I'm saying let me finish. <laughs> what I'm saying is like I don't I don't think the message is wrong. Like sometimes those are the lengths you have to go to. It's just it's up to you whether you want to go to those links. He did. And like other people, there's like, hey, I want to be a fucking millionaire. Okay, then go be a fucking millionaire. Like grind until you're a millionaire. Granted, like you might have to make some sacrifice to get there. Otherwise, like don't complain about not being a millionaire. Same thing with with fitness. Like, hey, I want to be the number one CrossFit crossfit athlete in the world okay well then go do the stuff that you need to to make that happen understand that a lot more of your time is going to be taken up to meet that goal moving towards that goal but it's up to you whether you want to do that and what he's saying that the way i take it what he said is like if you want to do that then go fucking do it like don't complain about it don't bitch about it 
But if you're not willing to put in that effort to be the top athlete or to be that millionaire or billionaire, then don't fucking complain about it when you're not. If you're not doing those things that you need to. What I'm saying is when people want to do those things, just like the argument that we're having right now, when people want to do those things, what his story is saying is you should lose, you should be willing to lose everything to do that. And I think that's a bad message. You don't think it's a bad message. That's fine. But like when I simply brought up the thing of if I wanted to dedicate all my time to school, like that's all I wanted to do. You immediately got defensive and was like, no, I'm not willing to do that. But if that was my goal and I was willing to give up everything to do that in the process of me willing to do that, I would give up you. I would give up our kids. Like I'm not willing to give up those because I think the message is wrong. I know that's the thing. That's your decision. If I was willing to do it, am like, should the message be give up everything in your life to accomplish your goal? And while you're saying yes, that should be a message, I think no, it should not be. But again, we're back at the starting point of where you think it's okay for people to give up everything in their lives to think, accomplish I their goal. I don't think it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay. <laughs> you do. You're just saying say, stop bitching, go do I'm it. I'm just saying no. I'm just saying there's truth behind it. Okay. Like I'm not saying it's okay. It's it's not okay. Like I'm not gonna give everything up to go and accomplish like my dreams and goals. Like. Yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Am I just going to say fuck everything else? Like, fuck time with you, fuck time with the kids, fuck like everything else. I'm going to focus on being a millionaire? No, not. That's not how it's going to work. I mean, I'll still work towards that goal, but I'm not going to put in, I'm not going to do anything that takes away from all the other stuff that I have, you guys and whatnot. Okay. (laughs) It's just, it's that person's decision, just like it was David. Right, you're pushing a narrative that you don't back. And so in my opinion, like, it's a double negative. But again, we're just in the same circle. So, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I'm getting extremely frustrated. I know. You're pushing a narrative saying you should do this, but I wouldn't be willing to do it myself. And in my opinion, again, my opinion, like, it doesn't make sense that you would tell somebody to do something that you're not willing to do. So yeah. how can you back a narrative when you yourself say, like, I would not do that, but I think you should. It just depends with the goal that you're trying to reach. And Okay, okay. Let's yeah. be done with this. Yeah, because you're very black and white, and it's I'm not, not black and white. I'm just saying, like, if you are not willing to do the things that he is saying Yeah, right now, do, I'm not. Okay, other so why would you tell are. other people to do it? If you're not willing to do it, how can you back the narrative? But again, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we please, like, move on? I'm getting... I'm gonna get pissed <laughs> i could tell that they just i'm giving okay, my I don't side talk about it anymore your side we both given our side okay all right i think we could wrap it there because okay it'll just get ugly from here on out okay that's it that's it all right we'll stop it there babes peace out cups peace out cups we'll see you all next week later